0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Can't he's a Laker fan? That's a new one. I had not heard that. Boy, I had not heard that one uh, all that recently. Amazing. LeBron shows up and uh, Anthony Davis shows up, and teams rolling along in the Western Conference. All of a sudden, jumping on that bandwagon. First Poltergeist. Now this boy it makes you you think you know a guy. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Welcome in. This is Off and Running on this chilly Friday. A little cold. This is more like February. We've been spoiled here. But this Friday, February 28th. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York locked and loaded. Tons of stuff to run through here in the next 60 minutes. So let's start running, right? Let's uh, get the big, the small, the absolutely ridiculous. The stuff that makes you wonder whether or not you are still a member of planet Earth. And we'll do it all. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN, up on Twitter, up on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up for today. So let's do the rundown. 27 days until the Yankees open their season. Mets open their season that day as well, but I'm, me, myself, I'm much more focused on the Yankees. So, but for both teams, they open uh, 27 days. 16 days. Until Selection Sunday. So 16 days until the vast majority of us care really about college basketball. Because that's when we put money on it. And putting money on college basketball takes it from, you know, the outer periphery. And makes it life and death. So you have 16 days until Selection Sunday. 55 until the NFL Draft. You had all the stuff at the uh, Scouting Combine yesterday. Big stuff there. And the best news that I have for Nick fans. Only 23 regular season games left. Only 23 more of what you saw last night. And it certainly seems like at least now we have a start date for Leon Rose. Still don't know exactly when he's going to have his introductory press conference, but it looks like he's going to start to take over on Sunday. But let's start with some amazing news. You might just be waking up. You might just be wiping the little sleep out of your eyes, you know, wakey-wakey, eggs and bakey, right? Get ready for the morning, get ready for a big Friday, get ready for a big weekend. And we have some amazing news that transpired yesterday. Yesterday was a big day because yesterday included a 24-hour span where no New York Yankees got injured. Yeah! Wisted an ankle, nobody came down with a, uh, a bug of no corona, no coronavirus at Yankee camp. Wow, what a day, what a time to be alive. A full day where there was no negative Yankee news at all in terms of injuries. Life's rich pageant, amazing. Thank you, Freddie, for that. Uh, it might sound ridiculous, right, to be touting 24 hours, but with the way the week is gone, the prior week, It doesn't sound so ridiculous, not at least in the times that we live, where every single day there has to be an update on Dak Prescott's Prescott's contract. There might not be any news about Dak Prescott, but we're talking about it. We're going to talk about it every day. What's the latest? Well, there is no latest. Let's move on to something else. No, we got to fill this time with something about Dak Prescott. Cowboys, cowboys, cowboys. I would love to see one of these talking head segments where somebody has asked a question about Dak Prescott's contract. Nothing has happened, right? Nothing new has happened. He's going to meet with the team apparently on Wednesday. Who cares, right? Whatever. Get a contract done and let us know. And that he's going to be in Dallas. Dallas wants him. He wants to be in Dallas. It all worked out. But I'd love to see one of these talking heads because you got to fill the time. we got to touch on it because there's Cowboy fans coast to coast. I would love to see just one person go on and just say, Cowboys, 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 Dak Prescott, Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. And just fill the time with that. Because that would be make as much sense as anything else. Every single day. Well, nothing happened. Doesn't matter. Got to talk about it anyway. Speaking of ridiculous. Now, some days I miss it. Some days there's a big hanging meatball out there. And some days I miss it. You know, I screw it up sometimes because I don't think – I think it's too good to be true in terms of a topic, right? It sounds ridiculous sometimes. And I didn't speak about it yesterday because it is so ridiculous. I can't think of anything within the realm of possibility that would be more ridiculous. And maybe that's because this can't possibly be. In the realm of possibility. But sometimes you got to go with the ridiculous, right? It's on the back page of the Daily News, and it's been mentioned by people who apparently have credibility. Obviously, you know that Tom Brady is set to be a free agent. I think it's 20 days until his contract uh, officially expires and he becomes an unrestricted free agent. So yesterday there was a lot of talk about Tom Brady – Jeff Darlington on GetUp said that Brady is open to free agency and believes that the process could lead to a new team. Here is Jeff Darlington from GetUp yesterday on the Brady situation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because no matter how many times we say that Tom Brady is likely to not play for the Patriots next year, I either get blasted or told that I am wrong. That makes sense because we cannot wrap our heads around it. There are people very close to Tom Brady who are being told by Tom Brady, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm going somewhere else. Like, that's the way that we're operating here Mm. within those circles. And yet even those people don't necessarily believe that Tom, at the end of the day, won't go into Bill Belichick's office and Belichick won't sit there and say to him, Tom, we need you back. We have to have you back. And that Tom Brady will return to the Patriots we need to wrap our minds around the fact that it is far more likely than not that Tom Brady will not be back with the Patriots. Hmm. I am now at the point where I would be stunned if Tom Brady returns to the Patriots.
0: All right, so there's Jeff Darr. That's the real headline right there. Let's play it again. I am
1: now at the point where I would be stunned if Tom Brady returns to the Patriots. All
0: right. And that was not the only report yesterday. The Boston Globe had a report that the Pats are yet to reach out to Brady in terms of contract, in terms of talking about anything. And Brady's representatives apparently have met with, I don't know if Brady per se has met with other teams. I guess he can't as of yet, but at least he has talked to the representatives have talked to several teams, including the Chargers, including the Raiders, and I believe the Titans. Okay. So the Brady question is out there. And I think most of us, I think, are on board with the same thing. I think most of us, even despite the, the fervor and the intensity that Jeff Darlington is reported, and I'm not saying he's making it up, but even when you hear people say that he would be stunned that Brady goes back to New England, it still feels like he'll go back to New England. It feels This feels like negotiating, right? It feels like something that's being put out. That even the terms being used – Tom Brady is open to free agency and believes the process could lead to a new team. I mean, what does that really mean? It means that he's going to be a free agent in like 20 days. In three weeks, he's going to be a free agent, and uh, the question will be out there. The Patriots don't have to do anything right now, and they're not doing anything right now. So the Brady question's out there. I still think he goes back to New England for all the reasons that I said. It makes most sense for him. It makes the most sense for New England, right? Bring the band back together one more time, maybe put a couple more weapons around him after all that he's done and the relationship he has with the owner and all these different things, right? And it also feels like negotiating because, like, where do you think these stories are coming from? They're coming from Brady. They're coming from Brady's camp, which would probably be Brady. But, okay, the the story's been out there for a while, and I did feel like it was Dak-level Prescott ridiculousness when people were having this conversation during the season. Right? Like, well, after this year's over, Tom Brady might go to the Titans. Tom Brady might go, well, why don't, you know what? Let's finish this season first, and then we'll worry about what happens in the offseason. The offseason like wasn't like the Patriots season was over when people were talking about it. It was still going on. They still, they might have had a down finish to the year and all, everything that happened, but they still could have advanced in the playoffs, and who knew, right? But the carousel's out there. The teams that get mentioned the most, the Titans, the Raiders, the Chargers, right? Okay. But then you had that one report that the Giants would be interested. Not the the baseball Giants, which would feel like it would make about as much sense. The football Giants, the New York football Giants. Michael Girardi of NFL Network reported that. He said that, from talking to executives and people within the league. And it was so out of left field. I mentioned it yesterday, but just kind of in passing. I thought that I was waiting for a correction tweet, you know, because you can't you can't edit your tweets. So I thought he meant to write like the Colts and just had a brain fart. You know, we all have them. And he accidentally wrote Giants for whatever reason. But apparently that was not the case. He has not corrected it. So, I don't know. I still feel like Brady goes back to New England, but I guess with the amount of reports and all the different reporters who are saying that he's not going back there, and the, the, I guess I wouldn't be stunned at this point if he ended up having to go someplace else. We've seen other famous quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, finish their careers someplace else. So, okay, fine. I wouldn't be stunned. I can say that I would be, it would probably be the most shocking thing that has happened in at least a decade, at least, might be the most shocking thing in the history of the world if the Giants were to sign Tom Brady. It makes zero sense. I think it makes less than zero sense. If it can make negative sense, it makes negative sense. If the Yankees right now, today extended Giancarlo's contract even longer, that would make more sense. The Knicks bringing back Phil Jackson and Steve Mills would make more sense. If the Giants named Dave Gettleman the starting quarterback, that would make about as much sense. Brady to the Giants makes no sense for anyone involved. Zero. Why would they ever do that? The Giants are a rebuilding team. They have holes everywhere, especially on defense. The Giants' defense, you know what it was like last year? They showed all the intensity of the guy who checks your receipt as you leave Costco. You ever see that guy? That The, the receipt could be a ransom note. I'm being held captive by the crab legs. The guy doesn't even look. Yeah, all right, whatever. Just takes the marker and just runs it through it. That looks good. Pay a quarterback, what, $30 million? And not just any quarterback, a 43-year-old quarterback coming from somewhere else who's clearly on the downside of his career. (laughs) Combine that with the fact that maybe the best thing the Giants have done here the last few years was to draft Daniel Jones. And look, that's not a long list, right? Like the good things that Dave Gettleman has done in his time running the Giants, it's a pretty short list. But you would have to say Daniel Jones, if it's not one, it's pretty high, pretty close to number one. And there's like probably only like four things on the list. You identify the guy you want him. You took him six last year and he played well for a rookie based on just a rookie season. He played well. So now you're going to go end that for Tom. I mean, that makes no sense. That that think about this statement. That would be the dumbest thing Dave Gettleman has done think about that wow that's a hard that's a hard one to top right there and it also makes zero sense for Tom Brady if he leaves New England and wants to keep playing I would think that he wants to prove right to all the haters ah see the Patriots are wrong I'm winning still without them I didn't need them the Giants are a terrible. Why would he ever go there? Why would they have any interest in him at all? The Jets would make more sense. If he wants to stick it to New England, at least he would get the chance to stick it to the Jets twice a year or to the, to the Patriots twice a year if he was playing for the Jets. It makes no sense whatsoever. The Brady rumors of where he was going after the season during the season were dumb. And I thought that the rumors of where he was going after the season, during the season, were the dumbest thing associated with Brady's future. Clearly, I was wrong. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. The poll question today, it's up. It's out there. And uh, I'm interested to see if anybody – I tried to present it in a way that it would at least try to get to at least close to debatable. And it is, do you think it makes any sense – any for the Giants to pursue Tom Brady. And we gave you two options. A, of course, he's Tom Brady, Gordon. He is Tom Brady. He is, in terms of resume, he is the greatest quarterback who has ever lived. Nobody can touch him. And then the other option we gave you is, are you drunk? Are you drunk? So either A, of course he's Tom Brady, or B, are you drunk? You can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer coming up. Well, I gave you my answer to that. But coming up, we'll get your phone calls involved, 1-800-919-ESPN. I do think there's another big piece of news, guys. There has been a development in the Astros story that you will not believe. It is so incredible. You might actually rethink how you feel about the punishment the Astros did receive and the punishment that up until now you felt like they should have received. This is going to flip this all on its head. And I'll explain to you what I mean coming up. Our poll question, which is up for today, on Twitter, at Gordon Dame, are all about uh, the Giants and Tom Brady. And you're saying to yourself, Gordon, what is uh, the Giants and Tom Brady? Well, apparently, there was this report by Michael Girardi of the uh, NFL Network. I guess it's just NFL Network. It's not the NFL Network, but NFL Network that uh, tried to put the two together and uh, that was the only place that i've seen it i saw that uh, ralph vacchiano had a, a story for sny kind of touching on it and it makes sense for people to pick up on it because if you have to talk about the giants i mean what better headlock right you can put tom brady and Gi- and then we we'll just discuss it whether or not there's any reality you know any real uh basis in reality no of course not so our poll question is uh, do you think it makes any sense at all on planet Earth, here on planet Earth. Now, look, some of you out there clearly, right, you, you and I know, the, the normal ones, we know that there are people walking among us that are not really on planet Earth. They are someplace else. They're like with uh, Dr. Manhattan living on uh, Mars or wherever. But of us on planet Earth, do you think it makes any sense for the Giants to pursue Tom Brady? And we gave you two options. Of course, he's Tom Brady. You always go after Tom Brady. Go after a great star play like that, quarterback position, so important. So, of course, you go after Tom Brady. Or are you drunk? And I would think this is a day where we should at least – I mean we should at least flirt with the 90 percentile, the very tough-to-attain 90 percentile. We'll see if we do. At least so far we are not. We are not. So you can have that. That's out there for you. But what has been the big story? The big story this year, right? Well, it's obviously not Tom Brady to the Giants. No, it's the Astros. The Astros scandal. What went on, the fallout, how it will impact this year, the lack of punishment, what the punishment was, how it was a lack of punishment, how Major League Baseball completely dropped the ball, dropped the ball before an investigation, didn't want to really do anything until Mike Fires came out and and forced them to do something, how Rob Manfred completely misread the situation. It was almost like um, Goodell completely misreading the situation with uh, Ray Rice. Remember that? For Goodell's point of view, at least he had the, the, the fact of, well, look, this is the way we've been punishing people on similar things up until this point. And really what changed there was not, anything outside of the fact that we saw the video and our perception of the of the crime changed because up until that point suspending the guy for a couple of games that's what what football sometimes it did even less than that but now what changed was we saw the video and that's what forced the NFL so they misread the situation because they misread what our perception was because our perception was different than it had been up until that point But the big story has been the Astros, right? And I think most of us, we've taken calls, we've done poll questions, we've touched on Twitter. It seems like everybody, and maybe it's because it's from a Yankee point of view, feels like the punishment absolutely did not fit the crime. Mainly because the punishment was really not much, right? You lose a a manager, you lose a GM. But other than that, what happened? You got fined, you lose a couple of draft picks, who cares? The Astros are still going to be a good team. Well, something happened yesterday. And at least for me, it completely flipped this story on its head. John Heyman, the great baseball insider, tweeted out yesterday. You ready? You ready for your world? This is going to be like um, like one of those like usual suspects when you find out Kaiser Soze, right? Like, oh my God! that This, this is going to be one of those moments. This is going to be like the sports equivalent. John Heyman tweets out yesterday. If it makes anyone feel any better, there's no doubt the Astros players are suffering for their shenanigans. Some of them seem sad. Others, it feels like they've lost their edge. Prediction. It's going to be a long season and they will very likely underperform. Wow. When this story came down, I had a lot of emotions about, it. you know me, I've, I spent a lot of time on this topic. We felt like this is one of those trees that we had to go to and serve because people were interested in it. It was a big story. I had no idea that it would make the players sad. They're sad, guys. Now, look, they cheated their way clearly to a World Series title. That is really indisputable at this point. You take a look at the numbers. You look at how many guys had this information. You you saw the story about uh, Clayton Kershaw throwing, what was it, 50 off-speed pitches and didn't get one swing and a miss during the World Series. But on the flip side, the Astros players are sad. I mean, nobody wanted to, to make them sad that's just i it breaks my heart it feels like uh you see like a little puppy suffering or a child in distress the astros are sad they've lost their edge and i'll be honest with you if it did turn out that the astros underperformed this year i that would all joking aside that would actually make me feel a little bit better but you know what i don't know i feel like given what they've they did and Heyman uses the term shenanigans as if it was like a prank, like somebody used a whoopee cushion. (laughs) Ah, they're wacky shenanigans. Oh, you mean cheating their way to a World Series title? Yeah, those shenanigans. I do feel like that if the Astros had a really bad year, and like, to me, a bad year would be like barely making the play. Like they didn't win their division. They were a wild card. I do think that that might make me feel a little bit better about the punishment because that's part of the reason why the punishment feels so so lacking is that they're still going to be a really good team and you could make the argument, at least right now, that in terms of what actually happened to them, Lou now, the GM, okay, he's out. But in terms of the manager, that's not really a step down from A.J. Hinch to, to Dusty Baker. I don't know that that's necessarily a step down. But look, we should all feel much better about the punishment because at least the Astros are sad. 1-800-919-ESPN, one 800 You know who's not sad? Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier probably has to be happy. Clint Frazier yesterday with a home run in spring training. And uh, people will say, you know, he's he's stating his case, right? He's He's making his case for why he should be on the opening day roster if it does turn out that, At the very least, Giancarlo Stanton's not ready, which it seems like it's the case. And we still don't really know about Judge, right? Like, it's a possibility at opening day, Judge's not there either. And you would think if Judge and Stanton are not there, well, then clearly Clint Frazier is going to be there. I don't really think that there's much of a question in terms of Clint Frazier. Like, him hitting a home run in spring training doesn't impact me at all because I, I don't really feel like there's much of a question of whether or not Clint Frazier can hit at the major league level. You look at what he did last year. You look at how he projects as a major leaguer. And I mean, maybe it's not the best test, but the eye test certainly works as well. You look at him swing a bat. That looks like a major league baseball player. That looks like a major league baseball hitter. Now, the questions for him is not whether he can hit a home run in spring training or whether he can put up offensive numbers is, is it, is he over the defensive lapses that he had last year? Well, it, where it clearly seemed like it was a mental issue. This is not the guy he is ever projected to be in terms of a defender. As I stated yesterday, it wasn't that he projected to be a center fielder in the majors, but he did play center field in the minors. Now he projected as more of a corner outfielder, but last year he had the types of issues where you could not trust him with routine fly balls. It was clearly a mental issue, and those ones, I feel like, are tougher to overcome. And the term that I used is it almost felt like he had the yips. It almost felt like even a routine thing became not routine for him. Now, his personality has been cited as an issue. But, I mean, just try to put yourself in his shoes for a second, right? Here you are. It's not like he's 21 or 22. Last year, he was 24 years old. He knows, I would think he's a very confident guy. You'd have to be to be a a professional athlete. He knows he can play at the major league level. And he finally gets his shot. And they hear this weird thing happens that has never popped up at any other place. Like there was no video. I've not seen any video of him having these kind of issues in the minors. And it feels like something that popped up originally and then just kept happening. And you're like, wait a second, what is going on? And he probably felt like, hey, what is going on? So to me, the personality thing is not really an issue. Hitting is clearly not an issue. The big question is, can he play not even a great outfield, just get over the mental issues that he had last year with just routine stuff? Tracking the ball in the outfield, he clearly had an issue with it. And I don't know how you overcome that because it felt like something that was – that he couldn't even explain. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. One other thing, and and it's not a big thing. But like when people are running down the Yankees' issues, right, like they'll run down Paxton and they'll run down Severino and and all this stuff – the one that keeps happening, one that keeps coming up is like, well, you know, they'll get Domingo Herman back. Domingo Herman could very well be in the Yankee rotation again this year and, and, and maybe be a factor again. I feel like people are making a little bit too much out of Domingo Herman. And there's one reason why. It's because he won 18 games last year. Domingo Herman did not pitch like an ace slash. He pitched to an ERA of four, which was nice considering where he was. And you didn't really have much expectations for him coming into the season, because I think his ERA the year before that was like five and a half. He had a good strikeout rate, but he got touched around a lot. And he was unexpected. But somehow people are making it out like, well, Domingo Harmon, like he's a he's a known quantity. Or he's some potential ace. He's not. And if you're judging that based on the fact he won 18 games, that's on you. Because judging pitchers, starting pitchers on the win the number of wins, it's a terrible barometer to predict uh, to to uh to, to cite when looking at how valuable a starting pitcher is. Domingo Herman pitched like a an average pitcher last year. Maybe slightly above average. Slightly above average. That's more fair. But people are like pumping it up because he won 18 games. That doesn't matter. There's a lot of guys who have won, would have won 18 games for the Yankees last year based on their offense, and it just so happened to be Domingo Harmon. Two strong back in that corner. Out to Linger at the point. Right point to Adam Fox. Fox throws it toward the goal. It goes through and they score! It was a quarter of price. It trickled through him. The Rangers lead for the first time. All right, so that was uh, Hawk Crawford. Is that right? Hawk. Bob Hawk Crawford calling the Ranger game. Where was the game last night? Oh, it was on 1050. Okay. So there you go. Home of the Rangers. Uh, They were over on 1050 because the Knicks were playing last night. But the Rangers' role continues. They score, what, four in the third? And they go on and win. So make it five straight wins for them. Nine in a row on the road. They were down 2 nothing last night. And then the big comeback... Every single game. If you told me Mika Zabinajad had 75 goals this year, I would believe it. Because it, I mean, the guy scores every single game. And he scored again last night. I think his goal tied it up, right? That was in the, was that in the second period? I was actually watching the game a little bit last night because the best motivation to watch the Rangers. This is big for you, Gordon. Yeah, this is big because I'm just such a diehard Islander fan. And your Islanders. My, my Islanders, your Islanders, Brian. They're everybody's Islanders. But the Rangers have been the story here. You have to say it, right? But the greatest motivation to watch the Rangers is I turned on the Knicks last night. And after about – it's like riding a bull at this point. Like how long can you stay with it? Because you turn on the game and you see, well, A, they're losing, right? That's not really that big of a shock. But you have Bobby Portis out there. And Julius Randle out there, and Alfred Payton out there, and Mo Harkless out there, and you're just thinking to yourself, what, what 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 am I doing with my life? What what we have a very short period of time, everybody, and we don't know how long that time is, and to just be spending it watching a 17 and 41 Nick team that is playing Julius Randle basically 40 minutes a night in February. Where the season is over. It's done. It's amazing to me. So last night, apparently Dennis Smith Jr. took like an elbow to the head. I did not see that live. So, But he left the game. So he only played seven minutes. But again, Alonzo Trier plays for ten minutes. Kevin Knox plays for eight minutes. Mitchell Robinson, all right, he played 32 off the bench. All right, that's fair. All right, good. So at least you got that. I won. What's that? Got one. <laughs> you got one, right, right. And Bar- uh, and Barrett is going to play. So, and that's fine. He had 15 points last night, 6 to 13 shooting. So, you know, decent game for him. Five assists, six rebounds. All right, so good good to see there. But it just feels like such a waste of time and it feels like this season, as I said yesterday, it feels like at this point it's just you're just wasting time on stuff that does not matter. These guys that are you're you're playing these heavy minutes for what? It would be one thing If you were trying to maximize wins, it's over, guys. The war's over. And here's the news. You lost. It's done. It's finished. So we got the news yesterday. certainly seems like that March 1st, Sunday, is when Leon Rose is going to take over. Boy, does that guy have his hands full. But what it kind of ties into with the Rangers is, and the Rangers turn around in their rebuild, which has been sensational. And what are they now? Uh, two points behind Columbus. So the, the, the playoff push continues. You would think at some point they're going to cool off here. And maybe, you know, as they cool off, they kind of drop back. And maybe they do make the playoffs. Maybe they don't. We'll see. But what, you know, kind of tying those into two together, what it shows you is it is not impossible to win at the Garden. It's just not. Now, you have to have the right people in place, and they have to be able to quiet the other voices in the room that may want moves made. And, and 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 it seems like with the Knicks, there's lots of voices in the room, and those voices are sometimes changing. Sometimes it's not the person who should have the voice in terms of the team president or the GM that is is necessarily making the moves. And it feels like behind the scenes, again, I said this before, it feels like behind the scenes, the Knicks are like Game of Thrones, like it's constant Battle for loyalty and all these type of stuff. So it's not impossible to win at the Garden. It is possible. And the other thing it shows you, and this comes up from time to time, and it will be interesting to see when Leon Rose does have his introductory press conference whether or not this is a point. You can rebuild in New York. It's not impossible. People, Fans won't turn away, from. especially with the Knicks. They're not turning away now. Fans in New York of every team are willing to deal with the rebuild if you can show some proof that you actually know what you're doing. Anyone who tells you you can't rebuild in New York is either A, an idiot, B, not from here, or C, both. Our poll question, which is up for today, it is on Twitter, it's at Gordon Damer. is uh, focused on uh, the New York Giants. The scouting combine going on and, uh, lots of big news there yesterday with, uh, what was the guy's name? Ruggs who ran the, the 40 in, in 4.2 seconds. It's amazing. He's able to do all these things. My only question would be, uh, can he play football? <laughs> can he, uh, can he actually play football? So, um, our poll question, which is up for today is focused on the Giants and it is about this story, which seems ridiculous. I think it's probably because it's ridiculous, but that the uh, Giants would be one of the teams that would have interest in Tom Brady. If he does become an unrestricted free agent, it's about three weeks until his contract is up with New England and there's not really been any movement on the New England side. And Brady is certainly – in his camp is certainly getting the stories out there. Hey, you know what? I could uh, become a free agent and it's possible I sign with another team. It's almost like you're you're breaking up with somebody and you're just trying to convince them that they shouldn't break up with you. Uh, I'm telling you – I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out with someone else. This is gonna happen. We're gonna go on a date and we're gonna live happily ever after. It just feels like negotiating at this point. But let's roll with it, right? Why not? Let's play the thought game. Thought experiment, as I like to call it sometimes. So our poll question is, do you think it makes any sense for the Giants to pursue the quarterback? And this is something that popped up as a report over the weekend. And it seems ridiculous, as I said, and the uh, poll question, at least so far, not running at 90%. We always t- I always say about it, getting 90% is something about 90. It's very difficult to get 90% of people to agree on anything. I think it's only happened like twice. And we've been doing it maybe three times. We've been running these poll questions forever. Trust me. And they're not all golden. I'll be the first to tell you. Sometimes there, there's a stinker or two in there, and you would think it would just lead to a complete blowout. But that has not been the case. Not been the case at all. The one that did, the last time that we had a 90 percenter, it was something about the Astros, right? Were they still cheating? I think it was, were they still cheating? Do you believe that they are still cheating? It was like, that one was like 95% or something around 95%. Like everybody, everybody, that is how, that's the level that you have to get to to get a 90% vote. And at least so far, Tom Brady (laughs) and the Giants, that is not running at 90%. Now it is a blowout. But you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. and as I said, uh, it makes it makes zero sense. It's it, the zero is so pronounced that it actually makes negative sense. It makes no sense. I can't think of anything really more ridiculous than that. Maybe when we get into the baseball season and uh, Met fans start telling the Yankees that they have to trade uh, Gleber Torres again. Remember those? What those are always fun. You know the Yankees are going to have to trade Glaber Torres for a starting. No, I, I don't think so. I think the, I think they'll keep Glaber Torres. But I, some of the suggestions that I, I I brought up earlier, Brady to the Giants makes less sense than the Knicks bringing back both Phil Jackson and Steve Mills. Having a press conference and saying, "Okay, you know you were all expecting Leon Rose and Phil Jack." Could you imagine they all of a sudden open up the curtain and here comes Phil? Oh my, the, the, the New York sports landscape would explode. Here's Phil to run the Knicks again. And with him, Steve Mills holding hands. That would be a, that would be an amazing moment. Extending Giancarlo Stanton's contract even beyond what it is right now. I think it's 2027. He's undercut. Just put on three more years. Why not? Why not? Having Dave Gettleman be the head coach of the Giants, I think would make more sense. If the Giants actually did this, which they're not going to do, I realize that, but it would—I would I would say it would have to be Dave Gettleman's worst move here, and think about that list, just when you thought it wasn't possible to be worse than the trade for, for Leonard Williams. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. So no, it makes zero sense for the Giants. It makes zero sense for Tom Brady. It makes zero sense for all parties involved. But you can vote on the poll question. You can have your say at Twitter, on Twitter, at Gordon Dahmer. Uh Other things we've touched on this, story, this morning, in case you did not hear, the Yankees did it yesterday, people. They made it an entire 24 hours without any injuries. Yeah, big day. Did we move the counter already? Days without Yankee injury, put it down to one. Alright, I don't know. If we need the song the second time. We did the song earlier, but um look, it's a big day. Anytime you can go a full 24-hour span with nobody coming down with nothing, that's that's huge. And then the other big development, and this is huge. Just in, the Astros players this spring are sad. John Heyman with the new Yeah, there you go. That's breaking news. Development and Astros story, well, you will not believe. It's incredible, I agree. But uh, John Heyman with the news that um, if it makes anybody feel any better, there's no doubt Astros players are suffering for their shenanigans. Some of them are sad. And that is from a uh, Twitter account. How many followers does John Heyman have? I obviously don't have that many. I, uh, you know, like a lot of people want fame and fortune, I avoid the trappings of that. Uh, John Heyman has 617,000 followers. Twitter followers. I mean, he does break b- big news. I don't know necessarily. If there were ever to be a Twitter Hall of Fame and John Moore inducted, I don't think that that's one of the ones they would cite, that the Astros players are sad. That's just me. What do I know? I'm a clown that does a one hour show and has uh, basically five followers. All right, Let's go to the phones this morning. 1-800-919-ESPN, one 800 3776 Jay in Brooklyn says the Brady to the Giants story sounds crazy. It's weird. It does sound crazy, doesn't it, Jay? It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it does. You know, it's a slap in the face to all Giants fans. Uh, you might as well Eli. Yeah, he couldn't run, but he won two Super Bowls against Brady. Now you're going to bring his nemesis to the Giants?
1: Ridiculous. It's yeah. sad for them to even say something like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it makes even less sense for the current quarter. You know, like, to, to, to use the sixth pick in the draft the year before, And for the guy to come in and play as well Mm -hmm. as he did. I mean, Daniel Jones, for just a rookie, he doesn't have stuff to work on. Clearly, he's got to hold on to the football. But he had a very good rookie season. I'll tell you one thing. Imagine the fervor of Jet fans if Darnold had the rookie season that Daniel Jones had. Oh, my God. They would be erecting statues even quicker than they already are. The only team that I can see Brady considering would be the 49ers, maybe. They have an excellent defense, and they're a win-now team. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense either. I mean, they got Garoppolo, and he's got all that money. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Look, I mean, the teams that have been mentioned, the team that makes the most sense is still the Patriots. The Patriots have to improve some of the weapons around them. I just find the thing that I keep coming back to is that the owner thinks of Brady as his son. After all that he's done. All the winning that they've done, you're saying you're going to cut ties here? And I don't doubt that Belichick probably does because is there any bigger move ego-wise for Belichick than be able to – you know what? I'm going to – think about all the other options. Like one of the ones that was floated is Andy Dalton. Imagine bringing in Andy Dalton and the Patriots just keep chugging along. That would be amazing. Or I saw a story. I think the Post had it. The case for Jared Stidham, that's the ultimate swerve move, right? Like, you're able to pull that one. You're able to keep rolling along, and Jared Stidham is the quarterback? Well, then how can anybody – I mean, (laughs) how can anybody question anything about Bill – and it's not like there's a lot of people questioning anything about Bill Belichick. But I'm sure there are things that people question Bill Belichick about. We're talking about Tom Brady signing with the Giants. Ridiculous – Just because it's ridiculous doesn't mean that it doesn't get mentioned. Let's go out to Lou in the Bronx. Lou, man. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. What's going on? All right. Question for you. Yeah. When it comes to the 2017 Astros, can't we just ban them all from the uh, Hall of Fame? You mean you and I? The the commissioner. Can't he just ban them all from the Hall of Fame? At least that's some sort of punishment
1: Uh... that anyone associated with that team gets banished at the very
0: minimum, ain't that something? Uh, I don't know if he ha- I mean, I'm sure he's the commissioner. He probably does have the power to do that. The punishment phase is over. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. The trial has been had. The uh, evidence has been cited. The jury has gone out and uh, has deliberated, and they've come back with their verdict. The judge has decreed that this is the punishment. And now the trial's over. The tri- We're not going back to the trial. Now, if some new evidence pops up, right, if some other person comes out and says, oh, well, the Astros were also cheating in this way. Well, then you got a new trial. Then you got a new thing. But in terms of uh, whether or not they're going to get punished this way or that, no, that part is over. Now, could it be possible that this stain lingers with the Astros until the careers of Jose Altuve are over or Alex Bregman are over? Yeah, I guess that's possible, but that's a long way to go. I mean – I know it feels like this is going to linger forever. By the end, I would think it's going to linger over the course of the season, especially if the Astros do take a step back because of their sadness. That that's a possibility. And if if you see Altuve's numbers and Bregman's numbers and Correa's numbers and Springer's numbers, those are the four main guys. I think if you see their numbers get diminished this year, well, then I do think that that's a question about their careers. But if everything kind of stays the same and they just have, you know, within the range of what a typical season is for each of those four guys, uh, I have a hard time believing that the baseball writers will still use that as a if they have Hall of Fame careers. And I don't know that all of them are going to have Hall of Fame careers. Correa's not having a Hall of Fame career. He's very young. He's not having a Hall of Fame career as of yet. Springer's not having a Hall of Fame career. I think it really comes down to Bregman and especially Altuve. Altuve stole an MVP, so he has that going for him. He's a multi-time All-Star. So he's probably the best one. Do you think it will eventually? I I think that that's a long way away. He's still a young player. That story is still yet to be written. Still yet to be written. But in terms of the commissioner coming out and doing that, no. he, he, he He didn't want to do the stuff he did, and he didn't do a whole lot. All right, it's going to do it for today. We're already out of time, so vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. We'll be back tomorrow, Saturday. So it's seven a.m. tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow at seven. Ninety-eight point seven FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on ninety-eight point seven ESPN.